I'm not even worried about the listeners of the show. I'm worried about our next guest and Joey yeah. Chitwood, who's a literal daredevil. And we have two, <laughs> two, two or three of the four members of the show right now have not changed a tire or don't know how to change a tire. It's, it's it, it, to be honest, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's yeah, embarrassing. Joan, I'm not one of them, though, Joey. <laughs> I, Joey, that's not me. I, I am the one of four. <laughs> So, well, so it, let Joey. me run this by with... you, though, Stone. Now, now, now okay. it's not. I mean, I just changed a tire, so I'm I'm involved in this. Okay, uh, two of the four. In this. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, let's not sell me short. I literally just did it. But Joey Chitwood, who's the interim executive director of the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches, when you say he's a literal daredevil, like you're not just making a joke. Like he no. has worked as a daredevil in a previous life, and now he's running the PGA uh, Tour event here in Palm Beach County. What if? What if? The literal daredevil, and we'll ask him, what if he actually doesn't know how to change a tire? What do we do then? Well, he's he also can been hear you. Yeah, he so, can hear you. So. He's also been president of Daytona, so I guess we'll ask you, Joey, have you changed a tire yeah, before? Yeah. So I'll take that to another level. Okay. Imagine you're driving a car carrier. Okay. You've got your truck driver's license. You're in a semi, and you blow a tire on Uh-oh. the interstate. I've had the joy of doing that. So changing a regular tire, a regular passenger car, not a problem. You want to step up to the big boy world, try a uh, semi and changing one of those tires. And let's just say that being a stuntman uh-huh. was not as glamorous as it's portrayed to be. We were actually a traveling stunt show. We would perform five months a year. We'd go to every fairgrounds, every speedway you can think of. I've slept in more truck stops and rest areas across this country, but that was the family business from 1943 to 1998. And yeah, there's those cool photos of me standing on the side of a car, driving on two wheels, but what it took to be an over-the-road show doing four or five performances a week. Uh, let's just say that um, the route, I could almost, I know exactly <laughs> what time of year and where I was supposed to be, and likely there was a good truck stop along the way, and that's where we'd stop at midnight and wake up in the morning and drive two more hours to get to the next spot. So uh, I will say this, I learned a different side of the business back then, and I think yeah. that prepared me really well going to school and, and having gone from kind of a, I almost say, you know, how you generate cash, how you pay bills, how you get over the road. And by the way, you know, I have to throw in not, not it's the, you know, I walk to school in snow 10 miles uphill, but, no, do it. you know, five months on the road and I had the big old Atlas we would actually use an index card and write yeah. down the route and hand it to the other seven vehicles that would go over the road. We did not have iPhones. You did wow. not have GPS. So it was a different environment when you think about, hey, let me just plug in the address in my maps and get there. So it was definitely a different way of life. And, and it was one where get it done. Right. There, there really was. You couldn't use your, your iPhone to solve your problem for you. And I think those opportunities allowed me to, to get into the motorsports management side with a different perspective and enjoyed that. In fact, I can tell you, I remember having an interview with Bill France Jr. Bill France Jr., CEO of NASCAR at the time. His dad founded NASCAR and very, um, let's just say he had a way about him. Okay. And I'm having a conversation about ultimately going to Chicago to build Chicagoland Speedway. And Bill Jr. knew my dad, knew my grandfather. But when I sat down with him, he didn't give me an inch. He was hitting me hard with all the right questions. And then he finally started asking me about the stunt show and like, well, how'd that work? How much would you guys get paid? What did you do? And I said, well, Bill, we started transitioning to flat fees from the fairgrounds or the speedways versus a percentage. Meaning, you know, you sell X amount of tickets, I get a percentage of the revenue versus, hey, just pay me a flat fee to do it, right. $7,500. Well, why'd you do that? I said, well, we started worrying about the promoter 
not giving us a true yeah. count. And we don't have extra staff to sit there in the ticket office and count every ticket sold. And then I said, and by the way, Bill, here's how you knew if they were short counting you, is you have a row of ticket sellers, and if they have a stack of coins in front of them, but really it's a cash business, you're doing dollar bills, you're not doing coins, but if there's a stack of five coins and maybe three of the coins are off center versus the other two, that means they put three tickets in their pocket. That means they're short counting you by three tickets. And Bill Jr. looked at me and it was like the moment of, all right, you get it. Wow. And that was it. The interview was over. But I brought something to the table that was a little different than, than um, maybe some others who maybe had a more normal childhood. And that's okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, having been a traveling stuntman, seeing the business that way, I felt really comfortable getting into the racetrack world, whether it's running them, building them, or even... You know, the golf course world, it's all about live events. It's managing the customer, putting a, a, a stage out there for a show, and some of the greatest athletes out there to perform in front of a passionate fan base. Well, hardcore well, analysis here. Here's my takeaway. Here, let me, let me give you my takeaway real quick <laughs> on what Joey Chitwood just said. One, uh, I now look like the softest human being alive <laughs> uh, for taking 40 minutes to loosen lug nuts and change my tire to get to PGA National, then coming on the air and complaining about it as Joey details how with a car-carrying semi-truck he on the side of the interstate had to handle that tire uh, change. And if you think that you are going to sneak into PGA National for the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches and pull the pass wool over Joey Chitwood's eyes, you are very, very, very mistaken. And so on that note, I'm going to hang up, Joey. I'm going to walk into PGA National, wash my hand, shake your hand, and then we'll talk to you at 12.15, okay? It sounds like a plan. <laughs> So, Joey, right. for you, NASCAR and golf, a little bit different speed. So what was that transition like for you? Yeah. It was interesting. I think golf and racing are, are more similar than the other sports. Okay. When you think about the schedule, there's no home team, sure. right? So it goes across the country, different venues, different locations. Your athlete is, in essence, an independent contractor. They're on they're on their own. It's them against the field. So it's not one team versus another team. And then when you look at a golfer and you look at a NASCAR driver or a rather racer, they've got a lot of sponsors on their shirts. Right. So in essence, you're doing the same thing. You're creating a venue, you're selling corporate hospitality, you're selling a general admission ticket. The one thing I do like about golf is we're not having to camp anyone on property <laughs> or become 24-7. I can remember running Daytona. We would open up the property two weeks before the Daytona 500. So you had campers inside the racetrack for two full weeks. Wow. So you became a 24-7 city right. and managing over-beveraged guests who wanted to climb the fence to get into the driver-owner lot to get Jeff Gordon's signature, right? At least I don't have to deal with that on the golf side. But, you know, I found them to be pretty similar. It's just those two sports versus, you know, Miami Dolphins versus you know, or the Marlins versus. So it's just a different concept or, or the heat. So uh, I felt very comfortable with it. A lot of those basic tenants are the same. For me, probably the biggest thing that helped or worked for me from a transition perspective is until this point, I've only ever worked for family businesses. My own family business, the two big families in motorsports, the Holman George family who owned Indianapolis, the France family who owned NASCAR, the Arnold Palmer family in terms of API. And so you start to understand a little bit about the, the, the cadence of working inside a family. And they look at things a little differently. It's an iconic brand. Indy, the biggest um, uh, uh, brand in the IndyCar world. You've got Daytona, the biggest NASCAR brand. Arnold Palmer, goodness, I mean, we know. <laughs> and so now here I am getting to be involved with an event that's associated with Jack Nicholas or ultimately President's Cup, right? And so 
you've got to preserve, you've got to protect, you've got to perpetuate. Not sure which day you have to do one of those, maybe all three, but there's a cadence to how to help a family maybe keep moving in a positive direction. But understand, sometimes it's not about dollars and cents. Sure. It's what they think. Um, the, the fan, the customer, whoever might look at this iconic brand that's on the wall, knowing that it took a lifetime to build, and in one moment you can lose it. And so there's a pressure on a family that's a little bit different when you're carrying on for the patriarch. And, and I appreciated that, I understood that. My grandfather created our stunt show. So here I am, age five to age 24, I knew how important that was. I had to live up to what he built for us and my dad as well. So I think those are the things that I understand. I'm not a family whisperer, I can't decipher it all, but I can empathize, I'd lived it, and I think that, more than anything, going from racing to the Arnold Palmer folks and now this opportunity, I understand what it's like when you have a special event and how you need to be a caretaker for it. Sure. And I'm a caretaker. I'm a three-month caretaker. I'll hand it off to the next person, hopefully in as good a shape as I got it. But that's the goal. Always give it to the next person ready to go. A lot of trust in you. Uh, there was a quote dropped in the Palm Beach Post article recently. Parachute in and spend three months down here. Is that kind of how you see it? When the assignment was slapped in front of you, you were like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's get down there. And how's the experience been in West Palm so far? I know you spend a lot of time in Fort Myers out west. Yeah, so it's been great. Look, I... I I relish the opportunity to make a difference. And so if you're given these moments in time, why don't you take them, right? I appreciate the confidence the tour has in me. I've got some, some decent experiences that might make sense. Um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to enjoy it much. I literally wake up and I'm in a place at Midtown on PJ Boulevard. If I go left, I go to the corporate office. If I go right, I go to the golf course. Oh. That's about it. Okay. I mean, and there's a pretty good fresh market and uh. there's a Chipotle. And I mean, <laughs> it's literally just grinding, but that's okay. You're trying to provide uh, direction to the local team here. Also, you've got the PGA Tour now in terms of the event, in terms of operating it. So you've got to kind of mesh those two together. And by the way, three months is not a lot of time. And throw Christmas and New Year's in there, you kind of lose those two yeah. weeks. So we are been, we've been very busy, but to add a cognizant, to make some other changes, um, changing the 10th hole from a par four to a par five. That's a huge element for the players out there. Creating some more experiences for players to participate. Excited that we've got Ricky and Rory joining the field. We've got a field of eight former champions, which yep. is pretty cool, and I'm really proud of that. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a great field for all of the fans that want some more players participating. And, and we can't forget Eric Cole, you know, sure. Jupiter resident, rookie of the year for the PGA Tour, uh, and took it to Chris Kirk in the playoffs last year. So again, I feel really confident that this team will set a great stage and we will see athletes compete at the highest level and they will create a story. I don't know what the story is. I hope it's as good as last year with a playoff <laughs> yeah. win, um, but I know that we're prepared to do that. Levicka Theon Stone broadcasting live from the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. Me today, Joey Chitwood, Executive Director, joining us. You talk about the transition, moving over to Cognizant. What have you heard about what this event means to the community? Because we know we're here. It's a staple of the community. What have yeah. you heard about it? It's a great question. So day two, I'm in the Chamber of Commerce breakfast, right? It's 7.30 a.m. And I actually was going to speak that day. So, you know, I'm going in cold. I know a little <laughs> bit, right? But I could already tell the energy from the community behind the event. 
And it, it really rivaled for me what I felt like at Indianapolis. Okay. And I always use the term in Indianapolis, yes, the Holman George family owned the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But it felt like the fans owned the Indy 500. It's been around for 100 years because those fans embraced it. It becomes a part of who they are, and they cherished it. So you have a big responsibility at that point to make sure you live up to those expectations. So I'm in this room, and I could already feel the pride over this event. This is the biggest event. It's the premier event in this community, and people own it. And that's what you enjoy. That's what you celebrate. And for us, that's half the battle getting a community to truly buy in and own it and be proud of it. So for me, it's maintaining, but now how do we take some opportunities to advance? Um, I'm a big fan of, are you renovating? Are you innovating? Pick one. Okay. It doesn't matter how great you are, how, how awesome it is. It's been the best. You got to go another step up every year. We've got to figure out another way to get better. I'm a big fan of, um, Vince Lombardi. Right? Okay. So, you know, uh, winning Green Bay Packer coach and, of course, the trophy and maybe appropriate with the Super Bowl coming up. He, uh, I love this, this line. He always said, uh, he in training camp to start the season, gentlemen, we will strive for perfection. Although unattainable, we will catch excellence along the way. So the goal is to run a perfect event. Will we? No, we will not. But if that's the goal and we come pretty darn close, we can be proud of that effort and what it means, which will live up to the expectations this community has because they're out there telling everybody, you gotta come to this event. This is our premier event. This is a second to none, the bear trap, you name it, you gotta come here. And so we need to live up to that. So we both have what I'll call aligned expectations of what this event means. So sort of along those lines, you mentioned his name earlier. What's the pride factor like with Jack? The goat that he is saying, oh, yeah, this is a tournament I support. What's that pride factor yeah. like? So, you know, for me, I, I've, I've enjoyed the chance to be around special people like that. And, um, <laughs> you know, what they've done to create, whether it's their own success or the success that the entity has enjoyed. So when you look at PGA Tour, you look at Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer. So here in my career, I've had a chance to be associated with both of those individuals. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. Nope. I'm over on the racing side. The Indy 500, the largest single-day sporting event in the world over 100 years. Daytona 500, the biggest event in the NASCAR world, got to lead a big $400 million renovation of that property. You know, if you're going to be in the sports world and somebody offers you those (laughs) things, you don't think twice. You grab them, you grab that ring, you run with it, and you, you just kill it. I mean, you don't sleep, you hustle, you make it happen because you never know when you're going to get that opportunity again. And uh, if you were to offer that opportunity to anybody in sports out there, man, there'd be a line. Yeah. Everybody would just sign me up. I'll take that. So uh, for me, I, I think I bring that appreciation, but that energy, um, because you want to be part of things that are special. And um, the Lord knows, uh, driving a semi-car carrier <laughs> is not what I call special. You did what you had to. So to be a chance to be part of an event like the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches, even for three months, let's parachute in and, and get it going. And then once we're done, I'll assist and help as the transition occurs. And I'll get refocused on President's Cup 2026 and, and what will likely be the largest President's Cup wow. that the, the tour has ever run, which is candidly what got me excited about jumping into that event as well. Big, bold, let's go. I'm in. In describing the now cognizant classic, you use words like energy, pride, the premier event. Are all of those things a part of the pitch to bring guys past champions back and Rory and Ricky? 
Yeah, I think that's part of it. There's there's so many different things that tour players have to do when they set their schedule. Yeah. One is just the overall uh, lineup of events. So having an event between us and California was a huge deal because coming back from the West Coast Swing, in which they've likely played two or three weeks in a row, it's very difficult to fly back here and then be able to compete at the level that they expect to compete at. So having Mexico in between us worked. I think the other element, we're going to be doing some things internally as it relates to player experiences and opportunities to make sure that we're living up to their expectations. Um, also, look, as challenging as we want the course to be, we also want to make sure there's opportunities for them to score. So taking the time to change a par 4 to a par 5, and by the way, that 10th hole par 4 was just, I mean, brutal. I mean, I mean, the bear trap's tough enough. Now we're giving them that, that to a par 5, give them a little bit of an opportunity to score in advance of the bear trap. So I think it's a balance of all of those things. Um, I, I don't think it's as easy as saying, hey, this is the best event there, because there's so many great events on the PGA Tour. I mean, like, we could argue all day long. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the Waste Management event. I, I have a special affinity for Arnold Palmer. Uh, I can tell you the Players' Championship is pretty darn cool with the Island Green. I think this rivals those, but it's always going to be tough in a player's mind to debate and go, why is this event better than others? Yeah, there's a hometown element to it, right? We always get that, but I mean, there's so many quality events out there. Then throw the majors in. I mean, it's a little bit different. Again, this is the uniqueness of golf versus um, a hometown uh, team in which in your division, you might play someone who doesn't have a winning record, right? right? Sure. Versus, oh, this is the game in which we've got, you know, the other contender for the division title, which creates a little more energy versus maybe the preseason game or things like that. So a little bit more into it than trying to figure out if it's just we're the best event on the show. Wrapping things up here, Joey Chitwood, Executive Director of the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. We talk about the golf. We talk about the names. There are some fans that come out here and never see a hole of golf. What can those fans expect outside the course this year? Well, I mean, look, it goes without saying the Gosling's Bear Trap is the place to be. If you want to enjoy an event... I'm not saying golf. Right. You just want to enjoy an event. The Gosling's Bear Trap is where it's at. But there's other elements. You know, we've got Midas Family Day. We've got Pratt Whitney, Pratt Whitney Miller Appreciation Day. So there's, there's things that we do to cater to all segments of, if you're a true golfer, get here early and follow the, the grouping that you want. If you're just in the mood for a big event, great weather, and you want to see a spectacle, the bear trap is for you. Yep. You want to bring the family out, kids 15 and under are free. Again, that's the beauty of this kind of event. It doesn't matter what segment of the population you are, you will find something to enjoy out here. And it could be just walking around and soaking in the vibe, right? And, and there's an energy to it. And Lord knows on Sunday, those final uh, uh, pairings and they go through the bear trap, there's an energy that you feel as to who's gonna win. And that's what we all want. We wanna see that achievement as to who's gonna pull off that shot that we can't believe they did it or to get into the playoff or to make the putt in the playoff. So uh, I think the beauty of this is, you know, you don't have to be a fan of golf. If you're just a fan of a community event, something that you can have pride in, this is the place to be. February 29th to March 3rd, thecognizantclassic.com. Get your tickets now, Joey. You can go answer some other questions. The media is waiting for you. I appreciate the time. Awesome, guys. I'm going to go change some tires out in the park. All right, there you lot. go. All right. no, <laughs> Speaking don't. of tire changers, Ken is here. We will take a break. We'll <laughs> hand it back over to the LaVica part of LaVica Theon Stone here on ESPN 106.3. <laughs>